welcome to People Keep Dying, a podcast about people who die. I'm your host, Angela, and this week I don't have a guest because I procrastinated too much. So for this week's death, I'm going to be going to Korea. So this week I'll be covering the Sochodong Hwajangshi's Harin Chalkon. And if you don't speak Korean, or even if you do speak Korean, you may not know what I'm talking about. So I'll go right into it, and hopefully this you'll enjoy it. Kim Sung-min has shown signs of mental illness from his adolescence. And if you're not aware of Korean culture, mental illness isn't something that's really talked about. Like, obviously everyone is aware that mental illness is a thing, but it's a little bit more of a taboo subject, and you don't really talk about it. Starting from the time he was 21 years old in 2003, Sung-min told the people around him that I can hear someone swearing at me. This would continue on until 2008 when he lost his basic self-care function and stopped washing himself. He was admitted and treated in the hospital for chronic illness and would be diagnosed with schizophrenia. He would be admitted to his psychiatric department six times starting in 2008 until 2016 when everything that I'm about to talk about is going to happen. In 2014, when he went to a seminary, he got the idea that I am trying to do my best, but I think that women keep me in check and harass me. There was no history or specific cases of Sungmin ever being hurt by women, but he did feel this way. You could pretty much assume that it's from the voices that he was hearing. We'll get into maybe a little bit more of the social issues that might have triggered this very negative feeling he had towards women or the feeling of being attacked by them. When he was discharged from the hospital in early January 2016, he stopped taking his medication due to no self-awareness of his mental illness. This isn't too abnormal because, like I, as I've said, the culture doesn't really talk about mental illness. It is a little bit more of a taboo subject. Maybe they did tell him about it and he just didn't remember or he just didn't take it very seriously, but he was very sick. Because he wasn't taking his medication, unfortunately, a lot of terrible things would unfold from it. On May 5th, Songmin was criticized for his hygiene at the restaurant where he was a server. And that's not too surprising because no one really wants to eat when there's someone who clearly hasn't cleaned themselves or bathed in probably at that point four months so he was moved to a kitchen assistant two days later on may 7th even though there was no person pointing out the hygiene problems directly to him he thought women slandered him from behind he basically assumed that the women customers or the women workers at the restaurant were the ones who were complaining about him there was no indication that, like maybe there were women who did complain about it but i think people in general were probably complaining about it on May 17th at 12.33 a.m., Songmin entered the bathroom of a norebang, which is a karaoke place, near Gangnam Station in Sochodong, Sochogu, Seoul. And for some reason you don't know what Gangnam is because you hadn't heard the Psy Gangnam style song or haven't listened to my previous episodes where I did talk about this very briefly, but Gangnam is a very affluential neighborhood of Seoul. It's very popular. There's everything's there. Everyone there is really rich. It's and Korea is not like one of those places where everything dies down. Usually you can party like all night. 
I've heard people tell me that they've partied until 7 a.m. in the morning. And norebangs are 24-7, so you can go in and sing all night. It's, as I said, it's a very happening area. The bathroom he entered of the norebang was a unisex bathroom. There was probably only one restroom in there or maybe not really. I don't think there were stalls just from the way I'm seeing it. But at the same time, because he was in there and a few men had walked in while he was in there, maybe there were stalls. I've never been to wherever the Zodabang is, so I can't tell you, but I'm assuming there are stalls and he was waiting there. Even though there was like a couple of men that had come, that wasn't his real target victims because as you can tell from where the story is going to go and from my previous statements of him hating or, you know, feeling that women don't like him or he doesn't like women, he's waiting for his first and only victim. At 1.07 a.m., a 23-year-old woman entered, and Songmin stabbed her to death in the chest four times with a 32.5-centimeter kitchen knife, which is terrifying because, like I said, this is a very popular area. It's like going out in, like, New York City and then all of a sudden getting stabbed at, like, a, I don't know, it's 24 hours or, like, a pizza place's bathroom. It's crazy. You don't expect it to happen in such a busy area but not on top of that korea is a fairly safe country this kind of stuff doesn't happen and that's the reason why i'm kind of covering the story because crime levels are so low in korea something like this is gonna make the news and people are gonna complain about it and it's unlike america where this probably does happen unfortunately in the states and no one like cares as much because it happens so often that we've become desensitized to the whole issue the victim's name as far as i'm aware of has never been released and maybe that's for the best usually here in canada or in the states you do release the victim's names because you're supposed to be able to properly mourn them but I don't know what it is in Korea and why they don't name the victims. I'm not sure if it, they think that may might sen- like sensationalize the whole issue. And honestly, looking for information on this case was very hard because Kim Sung-min is the name of an actor. And I think also there, you know, I had spoken about a different Sung-min who was a very famous baseball player who committed suicide a couple of episodes ago. So, you know, when you type in his name, and even if you type in, like, Seo Chodong, it's, it's not going to show up unless you're typing in Korean Google. And when I did that, a lot more stuff came out, but my Korean is not good enough for me to be able to read the articles and fully comprehend what's going on. So Song Min would say that he didn't know this woman at all beforehand, which is very obvious from the fact that he just waited in a bathroom like if it was a woman that he had known what was likely that that woman would be going to that restroom at yeah one in the morning so Song Min was arrested shortly after at the restaurant he worked at and I looked to see if I could find any information about his arrest there was very few snippets and when police asked him about his motives Song Min would tell them I have no apathy towards ordinary women and I am not a misogynist there were times when I was also popular with women and there were women who liked me the crime was due to the actual damage that women have done to me because when asked about the specific damage done to him he said Women beat me on the shoulder in the subway, deliberately blocking my way and walking slowly to make me late. 
a woman throw threw a cigarette butt at me. I've endured all these trivial but unpleasant things, and I felt I couldn't stand them any longer because they had bothered me even at work at my workplace. I thought I'd die if I stayed like this, so I thought I'd kill first. I couldn't bear to be hurt. Which is an insane reaction to being a human being who hasn't been stopped in the middle of the street because someone decided to just stop in the middle of the road. It's not, it's people. He's basically describing people. I mean, I've never had a cigarette butt thrown at me, but I imagine that that isn't something that's specific to women. It's mind-boggling to me that he was able to just focus on the fact that women were the ones who were attacking him in comparison to people in general. Maybe it's better that he didn't just go rampaging around, but everything that unfolds, unfortunately, after this incident made me question what my thought process and their thought process when they judged this whole thing was going on. So the police described that he firmly believes in vague feelings and thoughts that he had been victimized by women. And his way of speaking is, it's certain because I can feel it. He committed a crime with deliberate accidents without directly relating to the motive of the crime or the victim. It is a characteristic of motiveless crime that the plan is not systematically compared to the purpose, such as there no no escaping the very next day, not getting rid of the evidence, but coming to the restaurant and being arrested without real plan or preparation for arrest. So basically, the police are saying it was there was no motive. Obviously, he didn't plan this very well because he didn't get an escape route. And I'm like, well, he is mentally ill and he it does have schizophrenia, but it doesn't mean that it has to be motive. Like you can you can have schizophrenia and still have a motive, even if it is. It might be a little bit more in a gray area because your brain works so much because your brain works so differently when you have mental illness. I can understand why they're trying to connect that to being like it being motiveless, but at the same time, it really does take away from the fact that he had pre in previous years several times talk like talked about how much he hated women basically and how he felt that women were attacking him and that's why he felt that he had to attack them back. Profiler Kwon Il Young said that Tong Min's case was basically an insanity plea because the aggressive nature of the schizophrenic patients are typically taken out on a person who is relatively vulnerable and he was basically saying that it wasn't an attack on women but it was just an attack on someone who is more vulnerable which most females are very vulnerable because biologically speaking most women are physically weaker than men in a lot of ways and especially in a country where being dainty is preferred over being stronger it is really terrifying why that they're trying to say that this wasn't an attack on women even though he was saying that he hated women and he specifically waited for a woman and he hated them and he wanted to kill them before they killed him or hurt him anymore or whatever his mind was telling him at the time. Song Min said in a press conference that I feel calm I'd like to apologize to the family for the incident because their daughter was sacrificed 
I didn't have any personal feelings about her nor held a grudge against her. I'm not really sure how her parents took that, but I would be infuriated at the fact that he murdered their daughter and said sacrifice like he had to do it. And he admitted to the fact that it was a completely random act of violence because there was no reason. Like, not that anyone ever needs a reason to murder. You can, there is ever a good, really, reason to murder someone, but making him motiveless somehow makes it so much more terrifying because it's terrifying to think that someone can just target me for that reason. It's because the area was very popular and very touristy. And to give you a very brief description of the um, subway station that I'm talking about, because I had just visited Korea a couple of months ago, there's this great big underground station that spans, like, I felt over a mile of just, like, little shops downstairs in the subway stations. And this is, like, the entrance to it. Everyone travels the station. There's almost, like, there's so many people that travel up and down the subway station. And even though it's 1 a.m., it's not dead by any means. People are always out. Lots of places are 24-hour businesses. And I've noticed that most of the Asian countries I've been to and I've spoken to others who have traveled to have said that the daytime in the morning isn't as lively because a lot of people are going to work but lunchtime and nighttime is when it's happening like everyone's at work everyone's doing their stuff everyone's going out to eat and drinking and hanging out it's not very strange for someone to be just wandering around at nighttime by themselves because it's, it is a very safe country and it is a very safe place because as i've said Gangnam is a very affluential neighborhood so this kind of stuff just doesn't happen and unfortunately just because it doesn't happen that often doesn't mean it never happens this random act of violence brought up a lot of issues women in korea have been feeling for some time there was recently this video i had seen on reddit of this girl who was walking home at 6 a.m and she had just closed her door but then there was a stalker who had been following her and this was in korea unfortunately there are cctvs everywhere but the stalker had followed her and he had, she had just closed her door and had just locked and he had just gotten to her door it's terrifying to think that like this guy is following you in and she saw him through the people and she called the police and he was arrested but as we know just because you do something if you haven't actually gone through with the act completely, that means that you weren't guilty. So he was kind of given like a slap on the wrist and being like, don't do that again. But the next time he does it, he'll actually be able to do it. And maybe he'll murder someone because that's the kind of laws that are being created nowadays. You have to do something. And I understand why that it is because you don't want to end up with like a minority report situation where you're getting arrested before you you even did anything wrong but at the same time something like that where he's very obviously a dangerous offender you'd expect him to maybe get in, on a registry or something i'm not really quite sure like the best answer of what to do for that situation but it just felt so wrong that all he got was a slap on the wrist and he can do that to someone else and terrify another female who would be wandering by themselves 
on May 22nd, police announced that this was a motiveless crime by one mentally ill individual and not a hate crime, which was very surprising even when I was reading it because he had very publicly spoken about how much he didn't dislike women and he even reported on it. Like he told the police how much he hated women and how he would kill them before they hurt him more. So I'm not really sure why they went with that. And I've read a couple of different articles stating it, which I will be talking about further, but it is a kind of a head scratcher in my opinion. So starting on May 18th until July 15th, the exit of Gangnam Metro Station was filled with post-it notes and chrysanthemum flowers, which are kind of seen as like remorse flowers. Now the post-it note thing isn't actually new. They did, did the same thing. Maybe it was new because I think MB's whole seller was a year after. But whenever a tragic event like that happens, it's kind of this idea of like you see, um, you, you pass by a place where something terrible happened and you think of them so you write out a note and you post it on the metro station and I think it's a beautiful way of being of people being able to get together and show their remorse and show what they're feeling. Some notes reflected a fear that a lot of women felt as this was a safe neighborhood with high traffic as I keep saying because it's very important to note that this is a very safe neighborhood. So in case you're visiting Korea and you want to avoid Gangnam, it's kind of a crazy thought process because honestly, it is a very safe place. Um, some of the post-it notes that are written down, I did write down so I can read them to you because it was very important to me to be able to say what these girls were feeling. One was, your luck was bad, mine was good. I'm angry at this reality. She died on May 17th by coincidence and luck. I survived. I think she's saying, and by some luck, I survived. May you rest in peace. A death without a reason, I could die like that. I want to live in a place where I don't have to be careful for being a woman. I, too, am a girl in my 20s. It's not someone else's story, and it breaks my heart. I survived only by luck. A lot of the girls who wrote these post-it notes were obviously feeling very close to the victim as they were probably out that night, honestly. And they fortunately didn't use that restroom that night. It was completely terrible what happened. Walking by that section, like imagining being out that night and walking by that Rodebang or even going into that Rodebang, but like waiting 20 minutes before or 20 minutes after the incident or something like being fortunate enough not to have run into this guy there's this feeling of complete fear that women must feel the young women must feel because it does feel like it could have been any of them it's like getting a bag of marbles and then you just randomly picking one and all of a sudden you get bad draw and that's what happened to this girl and that's so so unfortunate and so very sad radio writer kim so chon who is 34 years old said i find myself growing more and more terrified of, of others i've gotten more fearful of public spaces in particular i think 
don't use the bathroom, don't use elevators, don't walk on side streets. I get the same feeling, honestly, whenever I read a lot of true- I, I read so much true crime. There's, unfortunately, t- so many terrible things that happen every single day in the news. And so there's always that feeling of that could be me or something like that that could happen to me. And I think that's why I'm so enamored with true crime, honestly, because it's this fear of something terrible happening to you, but then also having to know every possible outcome of what terrible thing could happen to you. This radio writer is around actually my same age. So, you know, even though the girl may have been in her 20s, even myself being in my 30s, I would very much be able to empathize with whatever fear every girl in her 20s is feeling walking down the streets alone because we're all vulnerable and it's very, very scary. While the fear is looming over the community and all the females are trying to figure out like how they're going to be able to move on without like living without fear and moving on from this terrible event. Of course, there were counter protesters because this world really does suck. And men pushing back to the post-it notes, which I didn't feel was, it's the wrong time. It's, first of all, it's not necessary at all. And as someone who is very much liberal and being raised in California, which is one of the more liberal states, it upsets me. And I don't even understand to a certain extent why it wouldn't upset other people. But these group of men are mad that a group of women who are scared and feel very vulnerable and just want to mourn together, they find that so disgusting that they would need to go and say something to them because it just doesn't make sense. This, first of all, isn't the time. I don't know if, I don't think it's ever the time to tell someone that they're mourning wrong. But unfortunately, that's just what this is. One man wearing a pink elephant mask showed up with a picket saying, The carnivore is not bad, but animals who committed crime are bad. Korea is the first in security in the world, but we should make it safe, Korea, by harmony between men and women. So when I initially read that, I wasn't actually sure what it meant. And I think um, I read it in Korean, but as I've said, my Korean is basically in the level of like, second grader so my I, it needs to be very very dumbed down unfortunately for me to be able to understand it so I did read like an interpretation of it but the meaning behind the sign is basically saying that women were the food that feeds animals because they're sexual objects for men that was the reason why the women there were really mad because they ended up kicking him out and he ended up running away because they were really fucking pissed off at him for telling them that they're basically just there for sex they're just there as objects for men just because one of the men killed one of their sexual playthings doesn't mean all of them are going to kill them and that doesn't make sense like this is 2016 this wasn't even that long ago and i'm pretty sure that that these feelings are still going on right now which drives me crazy because the thing is that as an American who lives in Canada, they're basically the same in a lot of like social issues. There's of course some differences, but for the most part, we do feel the same about you know women's rights. Hopefully, even though recently it doesn't feel that way, but we all feel I feel we all feel that we we should be past the point where we're seeing women as 
things, but unfortunately there are a group of men out there who don't, and that really upsets me. But I suppose there's also a group of people out there who thinks it's okay to murder people, which is what I always talk about, so that's also not okay, but here we are. Um, even though he was chased away that day, um, more men joined the counter-protest the following day. In fact, while BuzzFeed News showed up to cover the story, which I was really happy about because I didn't actually realize anyone covered the story in the States, mostly because this kind of thing unfortunately does happen a lot more often in the States. The violent crime rate in the States is incredibly high, and, and I'm not, I can't even begin to understand the differences as to why that is country to country or you know of course people are going to point out gun violence which I'm not going to get into because this wasn't a gun incident but I'm just saying that the violent crime rate is higher in the states so unfortunately when this kind of thing happens like someone getting stabbed in a bathroom it happens so often in the states I don't even think that no anyone really covers it that much like it's not that interesting which is very sad to say because this was so rare in Korea, that's the reason why it did have the extreme coverage as well as the protests. Because someone gets stabbed in the restroom in just, let's say, like someone gets stabbed in a restroom in New York City. It's sad, but it's not going to create like a protest culture or anything. It's going to be one of those, that person's just going to be another part of a statistic. Because people die of violent crimes every day in the states and i think i can say that with pretty much confidence even though i don't have the stats in front of me that someone dies of a violent crime in the states every day and that's the reason why i was kind of surprised that buzzfeed news even bothered covering this but i was happy they did because one of their reporters who a contributor of the article was korean so i think she was able to guide her co-contributor who wasn't korean and being able to explain what's going on a little bit better because the article was very well written. When BuzzFeed News was there, apparently there there was a group of men chanting, don't hate men, over and over again. I'm not really sure why men think that because women are so scared of being hurt after a terrible event happens that, it, that all of a sudden it's going to create this big, great fear against men. And I feel like it happens in racial profiling and in religious things because that this for some reason does happen every time. I just didn't think it was necessary for men to come into this place of mourning and of this place of where other women were trying to get together to feel like they can heal from this event and basically tell them that they're wrong and they shouldn't fear men. I agree, not all men. Are evil just like not all people of any religion culture or race is evil in any way just because one person does something bad doesn't represent the whole community of people of whatever they are but they these people felt like they needed to do it at the same time i do want to say that in a very similar far right thinking process that happens in all of the random articles I read from them while researching this, it's somehow okay for them to say, don't hate men, but if an immigrant did this to the woman, guaranteed they would have been like, you could, it's fine to hate all immigrants. 
even though it's it's a crazy statement of being like this one person of this one community did this awful thing and then that person is going to represent everyone i don't get it and i'm not no one should get it it shouldn't be a thing so members of the ibe reservoir which are the followers of a popular far-right website, which I think is the Korean version of Breitbart, um, showed up at the event to argue with mourners. And one female protester mentioned that while she was there, she swore and heard an, a middle-aged man saying, why does a girl swear like that? Which something she doubted a man would think twice about saying if she was a boy. Which is true. Like, there are different standards for women and men in many cultures but especially in korea like or not especially but in korea it is highlighted pretty well it is a, a more socially conservative country it's insane to me because i've always grown up with this idea that if you're married to someone you're equal partners and regardless of sex race cultures or anything else you should be equal partners i feel I can't be friends with people who don't think that people are, are equal to each other. I don't know. I just, I can't. I can't imagine living and thinking that I'm more superior than someone else because of something that I was either born into or born as or my identity in any sexual way, like my sexual identity or anything. It just, it seems crazy to me. The way this event unfolded in the news media showed how the political divide made the circumstances of the murder a biased opinion piece. And I'm not going to say that I'm not a biased person because, as I've said it earlier in this podcast, I am more liberal. So I am going to think in a more liberal way and I'm probably going to report the incident in a more liberal way. And if that really isn't the way you think, well, this probably isn't the right podcast for you because that's exactly how I report things. I try to stay as unbiased as possible, but in this particular murder, it was a very weird political divide when it came to this whole incident. Cho Son and Tonga, a politically conservative journals or politically conservative journals, reported the murder as a case of mental illness in the unsafe public space of the toilet. Kyonghyang and Hangyore, politically progressive journals, reported the story as a female hate crime as a result of daily violence against women. And in the more progressive journals, they did read they did talk about the more like social social like standings of women and how women usually are perceived as lower beings like they are weaker they can't really do as much as men and i've seen that just from personal experiences but also just watching korean dramas whenever they try to show a woman doing something it's still like a complete shock that she can do something as if like it's a surprise and i feel that that actually hurts the community even more when a man seems surprised that a woman can do something that a man can do because i feel like at this point we should all feel we are doing things equally or we can just do it because that's how it is it shouldn't be a surprise women can just do it they talk about the daily violence against women and how it's really important for us to teach the future generation as well as our current generation of men and women 
that you don't need to put down others because you're insecure of yourself. And if you if you build up others, they'll build you up and you'll feel better because you're building each other up. It's just so unnecessary to go and talk about someone else and make fun of them because as soon as you do that, then it creates a cycle of ugliness that we just don't need. And by creating that, that's what keeps everyone else down. And it's especially true for a more, I would say, more vulnerable gender in this situation. The causes and solutions from all of the newsletters from both of the journals, from the conservative and progressive journal, were totally different. Because the conservatives were more focused on how can we keep these toilets safer. This is why unisex bathrooms are bad. And maybe we need to put more security guards everywhere. Whereas more progressive journals were more just like, well, we need to, you know, stop. Like, we need to start teaching people that it's not okay to do this. And we need to start teaching people that, you know, women aren't going to be kicked around anymore. They need to feel more empowered. Like, there's nothing. We have to empower women more. We need to also teach people that you can't just hate a gender or hate a certain group of people for no reason. The causes and solutions were explained differently from both sides, and that's the reason why the solutions were so different. Um, The progressives talked about more what we can do to secure the bathrooms and maybe not have unisex bathrooms anymore and random other things that I'm not really sure would have helped because you're not going to be able to change every bathroom. I'm pretty sure a unisex bathroom wouldn't really have helped because I think that if If someone wants to kill women only, they would just go into a woman's bathroom. Like, there isn't a scanner that tells, does it like, oh, well, this guy, this is a guy, so he can't go into the bathroom? Like, that's not a thing. So he could have still gotten into the woman's bathroom and still been able to do this. So it's not really going to change that fact at all. The progressive journals more said that we need to address the social issue of how women are being mistreated and how it is like sexual assault and sexual violence has gone up in Korea. And I think that it's not because the violence has gone up, but I do think maybe it's just because reporting has gone up. I have read in a couple of articles and different discussions I've seen on Reddit as well as just going on different message boards that if you go and tell someone that you've been sexually assaulted, a lot of the time they do sort of blame you. Popular Korean rapper Jerry K said, It's the fact that we're accepting him saying, I killed her because women ignored me as a reason for crime. It's the fact that this society thinks that it's okay and accepts that you're allowed to say that you killed someone because you hate women. That's what's scary. What he said reflects exactly how I feel about the whole thing. It's the kind of, by not mentioning the fact that this was a hate crime towards women, was saying that his motive wasn't really a motive, meaning that it's okay, that you can just hate women. And maybe that wasn't what the the courts intended it to be like, but it is how a lot of people responded to it because it just felt like, oh, well, it's okay to hate women because lots of people do. And that shouldn't be the way, way that we think. There was a viral tweet that became viral, not for its content, but because it's rare for a South Korean man to agree with a group of largely female protesters. And reading, just reading that statement boils my blood because how can, how can you not be mad that 
like you see a group of women standing up for themselves and then the men in the society are just like oh i don't care like how can you not care you don't need to have like everyone has a mom obviously but you don't need to have a sister or daughter or anything else or even have to even have a female in your life to just see that a group of human beings are mad about something and you can support the fact that they're mad but the tweet said i went solemnly but different and i felt like crying when i realized that i wasn't alone feeling this way and hashtag i survived there were a lot of hashtags um during this whole incident on twitter in korea and for a while like all the trending tweets were about this murder during that time but the fact that like it became viral just because he was a male i'm not even sure how i feel about it like i'm very happy that he stood up and said that he supported this protest and he supported women but at the same time it shouldn't just go viral because of that reason on september 30th 2016 while the prosecution sought life imprisonment for Sungmin, he was sentenced to 30 years in prison on October 14th. And this decision has been upheld through multiple appeals. Now, I want to talk about the fact that he is 34 years old when this happened and he got 30 years. That means that he gets out of jail when he's 64. He, that's not that old. I'm not even sure if they're going to keep him in prison or, sorry, keep him on his meds or anything because... If they're going to say that it's because of his mental illness that he went and killed that girl, then what would stop him from doing it in the future if he's off his medication because he's not in prison anymore? How can someone who very clearly planned some a murder, and so it feels like it's a first-degree murder, but I guess because they didn't know the victim exactly, that it wasn't, I'm not sure, but the fact that he only got 30 years upsets me because it just doesn't seem like anything was done. Like, he... Now, all that happened from this was the girl lost her life. Her parents are mourning. The country was mourning. Um, it created a giant spike of fear in women who were going out at night who have always felt safe in that neighborhood to now pass by it and think about that poor girl who lost her life there. And how is that fair that he gets 30 years for that? 30 years seems like such an insignificant number for taking someone's life and i'm not saying that you know i don't believe in rehabilitation but i do think that someone who has that kind of mental illness and someone who was who's being jailed because of how out of hand his mental illness was he should be someone who is cared for for the rest of his life and it should be taken more seriously than it is i'm going to end that by repeating that this is called the sochodong so now as I come to the end of the podcast, I would like to do a couple of shout outs to other podcasts that have been in my circle or things that I've been listening to in case you like this podcast and you're just looking for others to listen to. This Horrible Place is a podcast that just talks about generally creepy things. Sometimes they do movie reviews, sometimes they do video game reviews. And they're both two very interesting girls, Caitlin and Jen, who just talk to each other and they're very fun to listen to. So you can check them out on their website. Murder on Our Minds podcast does more true crime podcasts in case you're looking for more. And they do a great job. And I highly suggest them. Time for Your Hobby is a podcast where people talk about their hobbies and I may be showing up to an episode, so I'll let you know whenever that happens. 
the Dark Roast podcast talks about also more true crime. And I have been listening to a lot of true crime podcasts, which is why I've been covering so many different kinds of murders. Because I've been looking for murders and deaths that people haven't covered, which is very hard to do, it turns out, with so many great true crime podcasts out there. Undercover Coven is also another great podcast that I've mentioned before. And they do true crime as well. So if you like what I do and you just want to listen to more true crime, ton of suggestions. And Death Dames podcast is another great one that I've been recently listening to because I'm trying to hit the gym more. And I really love their style. So I'd highly recommend checking them out. If you like what I'm doing here and you'd like to hear more or you have any suggestions of something you'd like me to cover or you would just like to talk to me, uh, my email is peoplekeepdying at gmail.com. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. I'm not on Snapchat because I'm, at this point, not going to learn a new social media platform. I'm sorry. I'm just not going to. Hopefully, you guys are still alive next week so you can listen to my next episode. And hopefully, I will have someone more interesting to talk to so that I'm not talking to myself and this won't happen again or maybe you'll like it and you can let me know so um have a good one stay safe don't die bye